Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Hello again, and welcome to Crime in Music. I'm your host, Brian J. Kinsley, and with me as always, my friend, Ben Rubel. Do we got a box now? Uh, hands up. <laughs> hands up, I, chin down, let them fly. I have been getting a little bit of the, uh, like some boxing come across like my feed on Facebook, the Ooh. old Mike Tyson videos. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but I, I can't, maybe because I keep watching them. You're saying stuff, I guess. Yeah. If, if you like the aggression and the violence and the murder and the crime, you're in the right place because this is Crime and Music. We talk about musicians and their misadventures into law-breaking. Every other Wednesday, Ben and I put up our dukes and tackle facts and fictions and, well, no fictions. We sort those out. Well, we sometimes say things that aren't right. <laughs> Allegedly is a popular word. If you like that sort of thing, share with a friend. Tell somebody in Wyoming or no, no, Vermont. We're done. No, no, we're no, 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 no. Okay, Wyoming no. does not exist. We're taking it off the map. Yep, right no. there. Just plucked it. From they the don't want to play with. They don't want to be our friends. <laughs> I don't want to be their friends. Take my ball and go home. But seriously, if somebody comes in from Wyoming next week, we'll be like, "Woo, got one from." Oh, dude. Hey, we got one from. Um, Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. All right. Nebraska exists. You guys are on the map. I I, I apologize. And I there are new best hat. friends. You guys are great. New best friends. Corn. All right. Corn. Corn holio. Are you ready for this week, my man? I don't know, man. Okay. So, yes, I'm ex- I'm excited. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I was driving in here today, and I was remembering our last session. We did some podcast. Yes. We weren't. Fe- I wasn't feeling good. I was you were dying. I'm and, dying. And now it sounds like you're feeling. We're. And we're good. I hope it. I hope it shows. I hope it comes through in in our in our excitement in our you know up up tone lifting and. There's energy here. Uh, we're talking fast. Yeah. Hey, at least we're having a seven up. Definitely back on the seven up pop train. Right. 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 Okay. So um. Not a sponsor. And I, I we got guest the guest coming up. Oh, we always have guest the guest, my man. Can I want try, can, Oh. What do you want? I want you to give me a hint or two, but I want to be able to ask questions. Oh, interesting right. twist. Yeah. You want well, it's all new. Today, today's a new day. It's a new the day. first day of the rest of our life. It's a new dawn. And I would like it's to put put a quick thing out there just to tell everybody. This is a little embarrassing, I think. Is it acceptable for a grown-ass man <laughs> to tuck in his T-shirt into his jeans? Oh, my goodness. I'm doing yeah. it now. I'm, I'm, I've never done it my whole entire life. Sometimes if I do tuck a T-shirt in my jeans, I'll put a second T-shirt on so it can be untucked. Because <laughs> so- I don't want... Oh, that's not the way I want to present myself in this world. <laughs> sometimes I'm tucked, sometimes I'm untucked. Brian, seriously, I tucked this in today. It's a t- kind of a tight shirt. When I bought it, it wasn't tight. You're looking buff. You're looking yeah, like I'm looking s- buff. Swell but... into it. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of crunches. That's why my gut's so big. 12-ounce curl. No, but I'm a, I'm a t-shirt tucker in her. Two, three, even in the summer? I will. Um, it's I, still cold. Well, not, not in shorts, just in jeans. Okay. Just in jeans. So far, jeans. that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah, I we'll mean, see. that's pretty dad of you. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a t-shirt tucked into my awesome cargo shorts will look great. I can't wait for summer to see you. This will be great. I just can't wait for summer. Oh. All right. What do we got? Well, as usual, guess the guests. All right. Guess you the guests. Definitely ask questions this time around. It'd probably be helpful. This one's, I'm feeling good. I'm this feeling one's a little different. It's a little bit recent. If you've been paying attention to uh, some of our social media, you'll mm. know kind of the target market we've been going after lately. No, I haven't. I haven't really paid a lot of attention to the, our um, our MySpace page lately. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well, uh, first hint is Jake the Peg. Jake, what was that beat? 
Yeah, don't worry about that. It's gonna oh. happen again. But, um, Jake the Peg. Jake the Peg. What is that part of the? No. All right, Jake the Peg. Jake I don't. Jake the Peg. No. 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 Fellow inmates uh, will call him Willy Wonka. So candy, candy. Willy Wonka was a candy guy. All right, fellow inmates will call him Willy Wonka. So he was in. He was in the jail. Yep. It's, and, a, it's uh, a dude. It's a dude. It's a dude. It's a dude. All That's right. <clears throat> All right. This is a big one. He's the inventor of the wobble board. Of the wobble board. Of the wobble board. All right. I, that might not help me as much as you think because I'm not sure what a wobble board is. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> there's, um, a, there's a demo coming up later. All right. So I I, I, I got to ask is. Sure. I get two questions. Is he uh, just yes, no questions? Okay. Is this person still alive? Yes. Is this person still making music? No. Can I get seven more questions? <laughs> Jake, um, Jake, 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 Jake Jarmel. Uh, yeah, Jake the Jake Snake the Roberts. Peg. Jake Peg. Jake, all right. Jake, all right. Jake the Peg. All right. Uh, no. Well, I'm not feeling so good You got good eight about seconds. <sighs> I'll just drink with he, my eight seconds. He's from I, Australia. Oh, the NXS guy? No. Oh. His name is Rolf Harris. Again, can we just start with the <laughs> fucking names? I didn't even just want to give you Rolf Harris. Uh, ben, do you know who Rolf Harris is? No. no. You lose. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this one was actually sent to us by uh, the good people at Australian Music on Twitter, uh, at Aussie Music Loud. Oh. And so I was I was chatting with those guys and asking if we could. We were just recently in, and thank you to everybody who helped us out, the Rode Microphone Podcast Competition in Australia. Did we win? We did not. <laughs> but we tried our best. And, uh, and you know, best wasn't good enough. Wasn't good enough. All right, so we put gonna, it out there. We're going to improve and go. I, when I entered the competition, I literally didn't know it was in Australia. And so they were great, though. I, I kept telling them, I have until Tuesday. And they're like, Tuesday's come and gone, man. And I'm like, no, I'm. it's 11.58. Like, not in Australia. <laughs> Touche, uh, uh, sir. Oh. So, uh, yeah. uh, so anyway. Mountain time. So right. uh, it was fun. Somebody gave us kind of a little request yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, well, happy to do that sort of stuff. Every time. All right. March 30th, 1930, born Rolf Harris. Rolf. Rolf. Uh, his parents are Agnes Margaret Robbins and Cromwell Crom Harris. Crom? Crom very well. Crom very well. Uh, uh, do you know a guy named Crom? <laughs> I, I, know a, I know a guy with the last name Cromwell. Oh, all right, well, okay. This What's guy's this guy's first name? Cromwell. Well, I mean, the no, the first name of the guy. Oh, no, Rolf. No, Rolf. Oh. Rolf. All yeah, right, we're going to call him Rolf. All right, Rolf. Anyway, Agnes and Crom raising up little Rolf there in Bazendine, Perth, Western Australia. Western Australia. I've never been to Western Australia. No, I figured you'd like this because I'll let everybody know when Ben and I had our, uh, we lived together in college doing stuff. Ben went to Australia as part of his job to teach the Australians things about drilling holes and stuff like that. Yeah, well, it was nice. I really liked it. And, you know, one neat thing about Australia, even though they have a, you know, the Australian accent. They're very in sync with a lot of our, I don't want to say American values, but our American way of, of life, our thoughts, our sort of like... Lifestyle. Yeah, um, act and ask questions later. You know, rather, they're, 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 they're balls to the wall people. They don't like to, they're not, I don't know, I, I don't want to come across as some angry American here, but they're... I, they like Americans, and Americans like Australians. That's, so when you're that's out, what I've heard. When from, you're out and about you. in Australia, yeah, they're very, <laughs> oh, you're an American. They're cool. Unlike if you go to some countries where they're like, damn Americans, which I get that too. God don't don't get me Americans. wrong. But the Australians are kindred spirits with uh, the Americans. I like it. All right. Uh, it's the, probably that children of England thing, you know. But, but, but yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, I mean, we, we had adventurers come over here when they settled this continent, and mm -hmm. they had... Adventures go down there when they settled that continent. So they weren't the people. They were risk taker, risk uh, risk takers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good people. I like them. I know one Australian dude lives up in Traverse City. He's a pilot. Rumor has it, if you have two Australians, you got a party. 
A party? Well, a party, but, you know. Party! Don't they use some pretty vulgar language by our standards? Don't they use the word cunt a lot? He's a good cunt. Yeah. It's like the British, though. You know, it means something completely different. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to racial slurs, too, and all that stuff. I can't wait. We'll get there. Let me tell you about Bassendine. Uh, it's northeastern suburb, about seven miles northeast of Perth. It's on the west side. Okay. Uh, it covers an area of about four square miles and has a population of around 15,000 people as of the 2016 census. And that's Bazendine? Bazendine. Okay. So it started as a British colony, like we're talking about. It was established in 1829 along the Swan River. Not the Swanee River. Just the Swan River. Uh, there's a rumor in London, see, that the French were going to start building penal colonies over that way. On uh, part of, like, near Western Australia where they were at. So. Stop turning at me, Swan. <laughs> Had to get that out. That's a good one. All right. They started, uh. The colonizers started a, a free colony on the river there. They actually put a thing back to England. They're like, hey, man, the, the French are coming over, and uh, they're going to build prison colonies here. But what I'll do is I'll just run this colony like a free colony, and uh, we'll stop paying you guys taxes, but we're not going to start a prison. And England was like, we don't want the French to have it, so they're just co- They're cock-blocking. Yeah, <laughs> they, they say, yeah, they cock-block. Oh, you want to put a prison here? We're going to let we're gonna let freeloaders live here. Just the industry of Bazendine, uh, one of the longest established businesses in the area, uh, started by a guy named Lucio Pasquale, and it's handed down to his family through the generations. Can you guess what type of business it is? Like, what would the oldest business in Bazendine be? Wine. I, well, that I guy sounded know. French. I'm going with wine. Lucio Pasquale. Uh, it's on Old Perth Road. The old uh, the whorehouse? Uh, Lou's Hair Design, established in 1982, now run by Lou's son, David. Oh. That's the longest established business in the area. You set me up to fail on these. All the, <laughs> you want to take a guess? You want to take a guess? <laughs> Matt, Matt called. I talked to him today. He's like, you'll never guess who I saw at the lumberyard this morning. <laughs> yes, like, I do would. you want me to guess? Right. Yeah, guess. So I guessed. <laughs> like, No. No. And, and then he's like, oh, yeah, the guy that owns Founders Brewery. I'm like, Matt, how would I know? I, I, I still don't know his name. <laughs> Notable people from Bazendine. There's a bunch of politicians. Uh, and Rolf Harris, as we'll get to. And Adam Kay from Perth's own indie rock band, Turnstile. Oh, yeah. We're all, well, no. <laughs> you know, podcast for Australia. <laughs> yeah, right? well, yeah. We're learning. We're learning. All right. Let me talk about Rolf and his childhood. I'll, I'll give you that. Rolf is actually named after a famous Australian author, Thomas Brown. Okay, that sounds Australian. All right. It's, what? I'm just pausing here because my note says pause and wait. I just told you that Rolf Harris was named after famous Australian author Thomas Brown. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was named after Diana Ross. <laughs> yeah, no no follow-up there? All right. Yeah, he wrote books under the pseudonym Rolf Boulderwood. Oh, okay. And so his mom, Rolf's mom, uh, was a big fan of that, Margaret. And uh, this guy, Boulderwood, uh, wrote a notable novel about Bush ranging uh, in 1882 called Robbery Under Arms. That just seemed like something you actually would be interested in. Bush ranging? Yeah, like going yeah, out in the bush yeah. in the old I'm... 1800s, man. <clears throat> I mean, I think they did a lot of bush ranging in the 80s around here. You were... Now it's all the bush has all been cut down. <laughs> it's more much. free ranging. I see. You were into mountain men and all that stuff I, back I'm in the big, day. It's, well, I just figure bush ranging is the same thing. We're no, getting a weird tangent if you guys aren't. No homo, dude. Right. <laughs> I've been big time into mountain men. I don't think men. you have to say yeah. that. My ben. favorite movie, Brokeback Mountain? Hell yeah. I can't quit you. <laughs> I can't quit you. Ralph's got a typical upbringing in the outback, lots of time outside, but uh, he liked painting too. Um, his, his grandfather was like a painter of some note back in the day, so he liked painting. Um, they had a river behind their house, so Rolf swam just about every day. In 1946, age 15, Rolf is the national um, backstroke junior champion at 100 meters throughout all Australia. All right, wow. Well, Dude yeah, can swim. Swimmers. That's the thing to do Great Luganus action. That's... Hey, what's that swimmer guy from here? Uh, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Phelps. I think yeah. I like that. I think I guy's a good, good guy. Yeah, he seems like a all yeah. right dude. Yeah. Now he's doing like commercials for depression and anxiety, but probably stressful. Yeah. Well, swimming it's hard in those being pools. him. 1947. Rolf, uh, his self-portrait in oils was selected to be hung in the art gallery of South Wales, which is very prestigious. I imagine. 1949. His oil color landscape on a May morning, Guilford, won the Claude. Hutchins Prize. 
that also prestigious. That's what it reads. Uh, he held four ex- exhibitions for his paintings. So uh, basically, the guy can paint, you know, and he's in high school. He can paint really well. He's a painter. He's an athlete. Yeah. He's, he's a renaissance man of he, sorts. He attended uni, university, attended uni, but uh, he struggled to shine. So he decides to become a swimming teacher slash coach. And then he gets this polio-like virus, and that ends his swimming career. He got polio? A polio-like virus. And so he got sort of sat down for about eight to nine months. And that, that's like, the one that kind of puts you in a wheelchair, isn't it? And yeah. Polio, so yeah. He couldn't train and stuff. My, my grandmother's identical twin had the polios back in the day. Love and it. so, I mean, it was like two identical twins, healthy, and then in their teenage years, the one got polio. And so it was kind of odd to see the... The, the line that the one with the polio had, because she became somewhat deformed and crippled and hunched over and wheelchair bound, yeah. where my grandmother's still like rocking and rolling at 88 years old still today, wa- driving, cleaning out her gutters and everything else. That polio, I mean. That'll that'll put a damper on your day, huh? Yeah, and she, I think she also <laughs> died in like her late 50s. So, yeah, it was, I didn't know that that was a grandma's twin. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it's a. That's Different looking, I mean, the polios. That's a case study. Polio-like disease. Polio-like How, disease. Did he recover? Yes. Oh, fully? Uh, you know, uh, enough, I would say. He seems to have full mobility from everything I've seen. And, uh, he can probably use that as an excuse, though. So, like, honey, I can't rake the urn today. I had a polio-like uh, disease. I had sort of polio-like virus. 1952, he's 22 years old. Rolf moves to London, England. He's a student at City and Guilds of London Art School. So he's there for the arts. Yeah, his parents came from Wales originally to Australia, and so they always told him that uh, London is the center of, like, the hub of the universe, as he put it. Okay. So he was always taught that, and he's like, I gotta go there. All right. So 1953, Rolf gets a job at the BBC. He's oh, we've heard the BBC. British Broadcasting Corporation? Yeah. Okay. He gets a regular 10-minute spot drawing cartoons on a kid's show called Jigsaw. That's a fun movie. Yeah. Now, if you have a thing called Jigsaw, you run in terror because it's going <laughs> to cost you your hand or you're going to have to kill someone to get out of there. This is It ain't a problem killing people as long as the right people get killed. That's true. All right. What else we got here? Rolf had a puppet called Fuzz. And a puppet? Yeah, well, a little hand puppet. Some dude would do a puppet, and that was his thing. Like, hey, okay. Fuzz, we're going to draw some cartoons today. Like, you know, picture pages or... Mm-hmm. You know, Bill Cosby's doing picture stuff like pages, that. Picture pages, picture pages. Time to draw the picture pages. He works on a show and called... And then, and then your pencil. Works on a show picture called Paper pages, Magic. Picture pages, Time to go on the picture pages. And Bill Cosby in with you. Right? Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, that's the one, right? Yeah. I'm going to bring my guitar next time. He's a regular on a show called... Kids show called Whirly Gig. Whirly Gig. And These sound very British names. <laughs> These are very British names for TV shows. Whirly Gig Children is on. Please watch. And the the That's sad thing a... is, is they were probably very popular, and so we just stole them here in America and then made them huge. Oh, here's the it's thing, It's probably man. the precursor to, like, Sesame Street in the Muppet Show. <laughs> no, I, I, I guess I failed to get this across. This is, like, the beginning of commercial TV in England. Like, dude was on the the second channel after the first one was put, <laughs> what, like, the what British channel government you on? owned it. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> right. He was actually on both. Uh, he, was on, he, he, was on, he was on one. Yep. No, one. <laughs> yeah, the one. No, just the one, guys. That's all we have. We no. never had channel one. There was no channel one. Well, that's what BBC is. you got to remember, that's British Broadcasting Corporation or company or whatever. That's the government. They run that channel. And that's so like he, our PBS, right? Right. Yeah. He, but, it, I mean, it grew much bigger. He was on another one, too, doing a show like this Paper Magic show was on the first other channel called like ivt or something and, like and that. what was the year here this uh, ish we're back in 52 53 okay so that's like right when tv went commercial in england and and, Europe and, and everybody's like recovering from the war still sort right. of kind of and blah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah okay so now with all this tv work it literally new we we're just talking about that rolf starts slacking in art school he's like uh, i don't know i got a job making money over here man <laughs> tv's kind of neat man they're like what the hell's tv what are you talking about tv yeah, it's an art. No, TV's not an art. TV. Video games are not art. Go go get a newspaper job. 1956, Rolf gets a movie role. He's in Jim Whittington and his sea lion. No? You don't recognize that one? No. All right, The Adventures of Jim Whittington. All right. Rolf plays the Demon King. Again, we probably took it and turned it into Flipper. Flipper, <laughs> Flipper, faster than... Uh, and then he meets his hero. While he's like in between doing movies and stuff, this Austrian, uh, this Australian impressionist painter guy, Hayward Veal. Hayward Veal. You had a painter you liked. I don't remember the 
Kincaid? Yeah, you did say Kincaid. I have a print of a Kincaid that I stole from my dad. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, Tom, he, <laughs> my grandmother died, and he went, he's like, you know, cleaning their grandma's house out, and there were some, like, heirloomy things that dressers and whatever. Oh, God. He vulture. And so here's my dad, who's a junk collector to the extreme. He's like, I want you to take a take something of your grandmother's to remember your grandma. Here's, you know, we have some things here in the room. Pick something out. And I'm like, Dad, I don't want anything. I, you know, I, I got, I had my like first house or something, and and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I don't. Well, what about that nightstand? I'm like, I don't want that nightstand. Whatever. Um, and then I'm, oh, hey, that picture right there. I didn't even care about the picture, but the border around the picture, the not, the frame, oh. not the frame, not the frame, but the like there was a, like a border, it was a picture border frame. Was the same color as I just painted a room. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that, 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 I'll take that picture. And, and then my dad, oh, yeah, that's pretty. That's worth a lot of money. <laughs> Why is it sitting in the barn? No, it was it was in the front room. It was on my, oh. my grandma's wall. <laughs> I'm so sure she got. She was up one night and it was oh. like a, 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 a QVC, QVC per- purchase. Yeah, yeah. and I, I still got it. That's funny. I took it down to hang up a TV. But <laughs> Pri- priorities. It's somewhere. Your TV, you just take a picture, now it's that piece of art. You got them all. So, uh, Hayward becomes Rolf's mentor. Did we get that part? And so, Well, you said it was his hero. Yeah. Well, he's like, a, I guess he's a famous impressionist painter. I couldn't tell you a famous impressionist painter. Anyway. Um, I'm not that good yeah. at painters. Uh, you want me to paint a picture? I'll paint a picture. Paint I love to paint a picture. picture. At the same time, Rolf is playing his accordion every night down at the Down Under Club. Ooh, an accordion. It's a popular London bar for Aussies and Kiwis to go kind of like have a taste of home. I like an accordion. Yeah, he played the button accordion. No, the piano accordion, they said, not the button. Weird Al Yankovic. He liked to play the accordion. He did. He did that because his mom, actually, there's a traveling salesman who happened to have an accordion, and he was selling lessons, and so that's why. And he was like, I wanted to play the guitar, but... <laughs> it worked out. And so March 1st, 1958, Rolf marries sculptress and jewelry designer Elwin... Hunes. Is she hot? I had no pictures. I, they were both art students, so I assume, yeah, yeah she's yeah, a that, hot art they, student. They brushed elbows in school. They had a dog as a bridesmaid at their wedding. That's very cool. How's I mean, that, well, how's that make your friends feel? <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, getting a dog, you're, it's a lot. It's like, it's like, I can't pick my, I can't, I don't want to pick my best man or my maid of honor. Cause yes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to offend somebody. Always. So, how about my dog? <laughs> All right. Can't argue with that logic. 1959, Perth, Australia gets television. Oh, wow, they didn't have TV the entire <laughs> Rolf decides to return home. He stars and produces in, like, some half-hour weekly kids shows. He's got his own late-night variety show. He's got, like, a, you know, like a six-year jump on Australia on TV. He's yeah. like, I've been doing this since the beginning. He's, he's yeah, he's like the godfather of Perth television. Listen to me. During this time, Rolf records a song, and this is where you might recognize it. Timey kangaroo down, sport. Timey kangaroo down. No. Timey kangaroo down, sport. Is this? Timey kangaroo down. Sounds like a it sounds like a song from Sublime or something. <laughs> it's he did lift it from a calypso sort of beat, but that was his big song. It's called "Timey Kangaroo Down Sport," and he uh, did it with just a single mic over his head and recorded it at one of the TV studios, and it went out, and people were just like, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" It went viral. It did. The backup band and the guys were offered royalties to help him out. They're like, "Dude, you can get like ten cents." Uh, on the song's royalties, or I can just give you a flat fee, like 35 bucks, and they all took the 35 bucks. <laughs> They're like, this ain't going anywhere. And then, and then. Right. Uh, Rolf invents, and he plays a thing called the wobble board on this song. That's like the whole point of the thing, is he takes his big piece of sheet good, and he flaps it up and down, making a whoop 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 like, sound. What is it? So like a, like a, do it. That's not coming through, is it? No, no. it's so you take like a piece of uh, a sheet, a piece of sheet metal or a thin board, Real thin, and you just kind of like whoa, 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 whoa. Yep. Brian's now grabbing random, random pieces of wood in the art in the studio here, and wiggling them around. This is why we need to be on video, man, because that looked really dumb. I bet it'd play well. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody knows. You take like a oh, that's a, a that's a, a, a piece of tin, there. and you whoa, 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 whoa. okay. That's a note card. That's but he plays these big, huge wobble boards. And he's like wobble, wobble, time you kangaroo down sport, and he just like goes <laughs> wobbling these boards. He, ma- he makes a noise <laughs> with a with People a piece like, of lumber. They're like, oh my god, that's a brilliance! That's brilliance! <laughs> I call this a tin Jeez. can. 
genius. You, you know what sound better? Cowbell, Brian. Oh, oh God, no. Cowbell. No cowbell. Leave the cowbell alone. All right. I'll be right back. So, all right. Four weeks after its release, hits number one. On what? In Australia and the UK. The this is not a kid song? The music charts, no. Oh, I also think it was like some kid song, you know? Like, I mean, it like is. Like the beginning of a Barney not. song or something. Baby shark, dude. Oh, my God. I'm going to punch you. I swear to God. <laughs> I hated that song. Let me explain to you. The minute I ever heard the first noise of that song. And I don't even want to hate it because I don't want that song to have an effect on me. But it, I can't help it. It just does. It has an effect on me. I don't like it. That's one of those songs I think they've literally analyzed, like, the wave pattern, and they knew it was going to be contagious like that. They knew they had, like, the phrasing and the tempo all in this a is, thing for the human brain. This so. is the decline of Western civilization. <laughs> it, it peaked with Baby Shark. So, all right. Here's the thing. And um, if aliens ever come down and they <clears throat> have to decide who they're going to let live, and who they got to, like, you know, Thanos this planet. <laughs> Anybody that ever sang Baby Shark should die. You're going to die. I'm going to die just, now. Thank I have you. not sung that song. You just killed me. I don't. Yeah, you're dead. Thanos, that's how we're going to do it. Thanos, oh anybody God. that sung Baby Shark, kill him. That's the I, snap, It's going to be huh? sad. But after it's done, and we're all take a deep breath, and we're going to be done with that song. Inhale my dust. And we're going to have less, less people to compete yes i got dusted yeah. he's not bad in his theory i mean if you do eliminate half the consumers then you know anyway then what well then, then we got less consumers there's more resources for the rest of us well i have plenty of resources right now <laughs> look at me i'm a fat pile of goo over here in this chair living good buddy yeah living good all right here's the problem though you are correct that is the baby shark of its day timey kangaroo down sport and uh there's a fourth first controversy of course, <laughs> of course there is. There's a couple of verses they go through. It's like this guy, it's like, oh, it's the whole thing. I should have printed the lyrics. It's like, he come upon a man, a farmer lying in his field, and his mates come up to him, and the farmer says, mates, I'm not going to make it. And before I go, I need you to do these things. And he's like, timey kangaroo down, sport, timey kangaroo down. It's like, uh, cage my toucans and to cage my toucans and stuff like that, you know, like take care of my donkeys. And so like, this guy's he goes da- this dying and, he and he's, tell, like, he's telling us. Wrap up my farm, basically. He's like, wrap up my farm. As he's dying, like it's getting more and more like, oh, he's not going to make it. And so the fourth verse, though. If I don't. <clears throat> now, here's going, the thing. Like, so if <sighs> I got I got something you got to do for me if I don't make it. <laughs> Go into my house, the top of the fridge, there is a telephone bill. If I don't make it, don't pay it. <laughs> that's an old, that's an old new heart reference. <laughs> I see. Should have just left it go. I would have been like, what? <laughs> All right, here's the fourth verse because I have a copy of it because internet, woo. <clears throat> and I'm going to amend the racial slur that's in there. Oh, there's a racial slur? Yes. What do you mean you got to amend it? I can't, I don't, I'm not offending the good people well, of Australia. We have a couple of Australian listeners now and I don't want to. Is this about the Shaw, you can't say that word. What are you doing? What? No, that's a racial slur. They they got, yeah, they're... they're okay, hold on. Let me get through the verse, and then you can tell me your story. No, I don't... The, I'm you're not, the, one, you're no. the one who taught me this. No, I... Uh, here, no, oh, okay, go, go ahead. Go, here we go. go <clears throat> Let me aboriginals go loose, Lou. Let me aboriginals go loose. They're of no further use, Lou. So let me aboriginals go loose. And see, that's that got him into trouble. And in later... It's removed in later versions of the song... And Rolf will like express regret about it from the original lyrics. Well, He's like, it was a, a it more like a innocent time, you know, stuff like well, that. Well, it sounds like the guy was a slaveholder. <laughs> I mean, right? He was trying but, to free his slaves. But like, on, his de- on his deathbed, he's like, hey, let those, all right. Let him go, Lou. I, yeah, um, that's wrong. Stop it. My question Stop. is, do you think Lou like <laughs> took the message out and was like, hey, guys, you're free? Or Lou was like, he said you're working for me now. <laughs> Why was that part of the controversy? No, I was just thinking it's like one of those things where like the deaf guy steals the the bank money or something, and the interpreter's like, he said you go screw yourself, and then the interpreter goes and gets the money. You know, like one of those. Yeah, no, uh, we we can we can fight over a fictional song all day long. (laughs) No, but the Australian, uh, the continent slash country of the Australia, um, the Aborigines are the native folks. I mean, they're the people that have been there since the creation of the freaking continent. Right. As was, like, kind of our Native Americans, our, our quote-unquote Indians. Right. Um, 
and been there's been a lot of problems. I mean, they they had a lot of similarities in clearing out some of the, uh, you know, the the the. This is didn't they make a movie about this with a bunch of blue people? Uh, the B- Blue Men Group. Yeah, the Blue Men Group. That was the movie. <laughs> I don't that know was if it. They're from no. Australia or no, not. No, no. The um, and 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 so when I went over there, they they have they kind of they discriminate a little bit. Not everybody. I'm just saying they look at them like I think a lot of people here in America might look at some different ethnic groups. They're the we don't have you. I I can't tell you the last time I saw somebody that was a native Aboriginal person here in in the United States. Oh wow! Yeah, I've never. I don't believe I've met. No, I talked to quite a few when I was over there. In Aboriginal Australian, yeah, they're, they're people. They're, so they're hey, people. If you're out there, guys, hit us up on uh, the Instagrams and the Facebooks and Twitters. But there's some, there's some, there's some people in Australia who are dicks too, and they're dicks <laughs> to the Aborigines. I bought a didgeridoo. Oh yeah, we, we yeah. didn't get to. We'll get to. We'll get there. Hold on to that thought. We'll get to okay. didgeridoo. All so right. right now, didgeridoo't. But we'll we'll get there in a minute. And it's because I said didgeridoo't. We're gonna take a little uh, break, and when we come back. More on Rolf Harris. I think we did this one already, didn't we? We heard this bumper music we one did. time. You started going, ooh. Yeah, I did. I sung. That was super off key. I apologize. <laughs> if I was on key, it wouldn't be me. listening to tales of music superstars but at the intrigue escape games in mount pleasant michigan you live the rock star adventure the save the concert escape room at intrigue escape games is michigan's first rock star themed escape room you and your friends have 60 minutes to be the heroes live the adventure and save the concert Book your game now at intrigueescapegames.com intrigueescapegames.com again that bumper music sounds a lot different than the outro Bump. yeah yeah well, it sounds yeah. yeah this this it's good i like them both you make these i do yeah i make these. you like this jam that's you on the bass guitar right me on the bass me on the keys me on the drums you should start singing like a a, a barbershop quartet with only you like that billy joel song oh just do it all for longest time oh for the longest time time well, I appreciate that, and uh, maybe one day I'll put some stuff up on uh, the, I don't know, the Instagrams or the YouTubes, and you people can mix, mix around with my music and put your own lyrics to it and see what it's like. That'd be funny to have somebody submit, like, a little bumper music that was, it was decent, whatever. Oh, submit your bumper music, Pop guys, Music at gmail.com, or send it to us on any of the yeah, social media. 100% credit. Any of that stuff, absolutely. All right, we're back. We're talking about Rolf Harris down in Australia playing his wobbly board, and, uh, He's doing good. Things are great. He's torn around. He's so got far for a, shows. for a crime in music, this guy's pretty vanilla. Yeah, <laughs> seems to be, doesn't seems he? Seems to be pretty vanilla. Seems to be pretty good. 1960. Uh, here's another good one. He's on a tour of Australia, sponsored by Dulux Paint. <laughs> Rolf would uh, sing his song, doing his, you know, and he'd do these huge paintings on stage. Like he's had these huge canvases. Like live painting. Yep. Like while he's singing his song, like time he can't get rude down. He's out there swinging paint around. And then at the end, he flips like it over, and it's Jesus. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's funny you mention that because that does. So that's kind of happened. Hey, so, uh, tangent. Now this is this was awesome. I saw this on on the on the socials the other day. It was on that um, America's Got Talent, Britain's Got Talent, Somebody's Got Talent show where they got like Howard people, Stern and. And who's that? Who's that one jerk guy that everybody Simon loves? Cowell. Simon Cowell. We used to call it open call. You just go have a casting call and have to try and. Yeah, well, they had this this no, lady, no, this there. this lady, and and it and she had like, it was basically like a a, a board, like a desk. Was it, it a wobble lit. board? No, it was lit up from underneath, and she had sand on top of it. Oh. And she like pushed the sand around with her fingers as music artist. as music was playing. Yeah, yeah. And. It was incredible. She was like drawing, moving pictures. Not they weren't moving, but she was moving the sand around. Oh, incredible! I mean, in real time, and as this music's going, telling a story about, I I, I might cried a little bit. 
Wow. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Nice. Now, see, this is the thing. Okay, that's what Rolf was doing. He would go through his songs, and he'd be painting these things, like you say, and people are like, ah, and he's got this sweet catchphrase, and it is, it, uh, this is Rolf's catchphrase. Can you tell what it is yet? And you don't, you can't until, like, that last. <laughs> right. And so he would he would go through and then flip it, like, 90 degrees, like you're saying, and like, oh, it's uh, the... Boat. I don't know. (laughs) It's a boat. So nineteen. Can you tell what it is yet? (laughs) Is it a boat? (laughs) What's it? It it, it is a boat. What's it feel like? (laughs) Nineteen sixty-two. Rolf and his wife moved back to England. Oh yeah, they came to Perth. Right. Got got set up on the first TV. Back to England. Now they're back to England. Rolf meets this guy George Martin. Do you know who George Martin is? Did he make a guitar? Uh, no, excellent guess. That never even occurred to me. I'll give you points for that. No, I'm not going to. All right, I won't beat you up on this one. George Martin is a music producer. He's produced over 30 number one hits. He is best known as the fifth Beatle for his extensive involvement with the original Beatles records. I thought I was the fifth Beatle. You can be the fifth Beatle. Okay, George Martin. Volkswagen Beatle. Uh, (laughs) So anyway, uh, yeah, George Martin's a good guy to know, right? If you want to be into music and stuff. Sure. Tying kangaroos down. Well, 1963, George and Rolf re-record all of Rolf's songs, including Tying a Kangaroo Down, Sport, and that becomes a huge hit in the U.S., and guess who sings backup vocals on Tying a Kangaroo Down in the re-records? What what year? Uh, 1963, being produced by the fifth Beatle. Ringo? And? George? And? John? Yeah, they all do, Ben. Bing, the Beatles sing backing vocals on Timey Kangaroo Down. So if you ever hear it, and I, I went through and I listened to it again, and you have to get the 1963 version, and you're really? like, oh, shit, that's well, the I'm Beatles, not... dude. You're like, you can hear them because their harmonies are all sweet. And we can't like, play this the song here, can no, we? No, I can't. I, I went to the trouble of learning parts of it on the ukulele, and I'm like, I'm not even going to go that far. Well, you would need to hear the actual, so, like, to right. get that taste, because now I'm thinking I've definitely heard this song. All right, and now here we are to this part. Is uh, They had that song, Timey Kangaroo Downs, re-recorded, but he does another song called Sun Arises. Or Sun Arise, I'm sorry. Sun Arise. And that's like uh, an Aboriginal-style song, and they use didgeridoos. Yeah, those watching somebody play that with that circular breathing, for real, I mean... What's a didgeridoo, Ben? A tube. Yeah, basically, we made them out of PVC tubes. Yeah, they're just a tube. <laughs> kind of melted a little bit. I mean, bit it, was a, it was like a... A tree that when they grew, they were a tube. They cut them, then they blow in them. Let's see if I can do this. <laughs> That's my didgeridoo right there. Yeah, they're they're neat. Uh, but yeah, it's a long uh, wooden tube that's hollow, and you kind of blow in it, and uh, it makes a crazy weird different different lengths, different sizes. They'd always paint them, paint them like kind of cool looking and stuff. Yeah. Not that I practiced because I knew that was coming. And now we come up to where we started with Jake the Peg. Jake the Peg. Yes, Rolf creates a wildly popular character called Jake the Peg, and he's called Jake the Peg because he has three legs. And so uh, Rolf would walk around is on this stage. A dick joke. Like, I don't know. I think it is a subtle English dick joke because he'd come out with three legs, all pant and shoes and everything. He's like, I am Jake the Peg, and I've got a third leg. Like, I, <laughs> it's so wonderful to do. I can appreciate. How'd I find another shoe? Bad like, I am Jake the <laughs> English peg. humor. And it's just, he's just strutting around, like doing the triple walk, you know, like one I foot am... in front. And, I am, and everybody's just dying laughing, and you're like, oh my god, and he does it really well. So where so, where does he do this primarily at? Uh, this is primarily in England. England, okay. Yeah, very British humor. Very British humor. <clears throat> That's very humorous. Like a man in ladies' underwear. So anyway, uh, he also has another song. In 1969, Rolf re-records a version of a 1902 American Civil War song, Two Little Boys. And it's just like his little song, Two Little Boys. Did Michael Jackson sing back up on this song? Oh, dude. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> It's funny. Uh, Christmas, that's number one Christmas uh, song in the UK for six weeks, and he sold a million copies and was awarded a Golden Disc Award for this Two Little Boys song. Hmm. It's a neat, if you look up the old 1902 version, it's like uh, Ian Ted or something like that, and it's like really interesting to hear that. It was like a recount of Two Little Boys watching the Civil War. 
So uh, through the 70s and 80s, he had some success on the BBC again with shows like Rolf cartoon, uh, Rolf's Cartoon Time, Rolf's Cartoon Club. And then he had a night show called Rolf on Saturday. Okay? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, uh, not okay. He always ended up uh, painting on these huge boards, and he'd be like, can you tell what it is yet? I I feel like if I saw this, <laughs> a little bit of this, maybe... Maybe we've seen a little bit of it somewhere? I, I think a teeny bit, honestly. <clears throat> he's got a weird look to him. Um, like, now, obviously, he's a, a, an older sort of English-looking fellow, but he's got a weird mustache where it looks like his mustache, like, shoots right out of his nose. Like, it's lined right up with his nostrils on both sides, and he shaves everything else. Hmm. He's, he's kind of a Captain Kangaroo type of character, kind of, you know? Okay. Like, that's kind of the Australian Captain right. Kangaroo. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to remind the audience that this is crime and music. Actually, I'm kind of reminding Brian right now. Uh, no, I... I, I understand that, but uh, <laughs> trust me, we'll we'll get there. 1971, Rolf's on. This is your life. Okay. okay. <laughs> 1973. Like, way to make everything confrontational. Yeah. <laughs> hey, here's some dinner. Okay. <laughs> okay. Easy, Rolf. Okay. <laughs> that is a good way to just like turn any <laughs> phrase into like a fight into an argument. Yeah, I'm gonna hey, do. I'm gonna try this at home with hey, my wife. Hey, how are you doing tonight? Okay. <clears throat> hey, what do you want for dinner? Hot dogs? Hot dogs? Okay. <laughs> Hot dogs? Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Hot. Th- no, they're okay. I'm telling you. 1973, Rolf performs the first concert ever at the newly completed Sydney Opera House. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying. He to... was in. He was the first one to play in that thing. <laughs> I am Jake the Pig. Hey, are you serious? <laughs> I've got a third leg. The most. The most iconic opera house yes. in the world. Yes. And he's got his wobbly board going. This jerk-off plays the first <laughs> concert. <laughs> they couldn't get, like, <laughs> Celine Dion? I mean. So, night, well, speaking of Celine Dion, uh, you won't recognize this, I'm sure, because I know you, but uh, we'll try. 1982, Rolf plays the didgeridoo on an English pop singer Kate Bush's album, The Dreaming. Kate Bush. Kate Bush. Yeah, no. Okay. Huh. 1985, Rolf does a 20-minute child abuse prevention video called Kids Can Say No. Okay. (laughs) Now, just remember, Ross did a 20-minute child abuse prevention video. Yeah, this guy sounds like a... Almost too good to be true, Brian. (laughs) Perhaps it is. In the late 80s, Rolf is touring Australia with the TV show uh, The Money and the Gun, and they ask him to sing a version of Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. Zeppelin Mm -hmm. was like, give it a crack, man. And so he does. It gets picked up by the UK charts, ranks number seven, leads him to a spot at the Glastonbury Festival in 1993, 98, 2000, 2002, 2009, 2010, 2013. So people like this dude, man. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to build like this huge pyramid here and and it's it's doing good so far here we go 1994 basically to 2004 i'm gonna sum up a decade rolf hosts a reality show called animal hospital it's about a veterinary clinic and they like the rescue workers and vets help abandoned animals and Mm -hmm. get things Mm -hmm. adopted blah 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 rolf is uh, commissioned to paint a portrait of queen elizabeth ii for her 80th birthday Jesus, guy's on top. <laughs> December 9th, 2005, there's an unveiling. It's later voted the second most favorite picture of the queen by the English public. How did the English public pick the queen's second favorite picture? <laughs> no, the f- second favorite picture of the queen by the English public. They're like, oh, oh. like this one. <laughs> They're like, second. no, no, mom, mom. No, mom. That's your second favorite picture. <laughs> you like this one better. This is one you like. That one's your first. This is your second. That's your third. He Rolf gets, did that one. He gets, like, these awards of, like... It's a boat. He, he wasn't, like, knighted, but he got some super award, like, defender of the whatever, I don't know, some artist commonwealth thing. They didn't knight him? I thought they knighted people, like, drop of a hat. No, 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 it's getting a little bit better. <clears throat> so, in uh, 2012, Rolf gets a BAFTA fellowship, which is the highest honor in British entertainment. Like This hey, is, man. like, 2012? It was, like, 2012. You're just waiting for the shoe, aren't you? Yeah, the shoe's dangling on the toe. It's slipping down. It's almost on the big toe alone. October 2012, Operation U-Tree, led by Metropolitan Police Service, investigates allegations of sexual abuse, in particular, the abuse of children. Did Chris Hansen have anything they, involved with this? <laughs> this is the British Chris. Yeah, this is Christian Hansenson. Come over here and sit down, would you? My name's Chris Hansen. <laughs> hey, why, I, but I was supposed to meet a teenager up in their bedroom, though. Why do why? you got a six-pack of wine coolers? <laughs> why are you in this people's kitchen? And a handful of condoms. There's a guy with a boom mic. Hey, so this is a bad story. 
<laughs> uh, we're just, about to take a this turn just, anyway, this my man. just happened. So this uh, pastor up north of this little church up by. <clears throat> now, just, just careful. That's yeah. All. No, okay. I'm the, no names. Okay. No names. I, I don't say. know his name. All right. But this dude was like a pastor of a church of some kind, whatever. And he involved himself with helping, like, homeless people, indigents. I mean, oh, you know, whatever, helping. That's that what sounds good. A lot of good people do this. That sounds and really good. And he was trying to be one of them. And allegedly, I don't think he's been prosecuted yet. But Excellent word. He would get these homeless dudes, give them meth. Oh, God. So... Okay, so first of all, he's just giving these homeless dudes some meth. Got a methed up homeless dude. And then he laces their meth. <laughs> Why? Why? With the GHB, the date rape, GHB or roofies or whatever. What? So I don't even know how do you do that. I'm not even really sure what meth looks like or GHB, so uh, I don't know if he's like crushing them together in a little mortar like, and pestle. Their heart explode? Or what's well, your goal? No, to have them pass out and then anally rape them. But what's with the meth? Oh, well, that's the bait. That's the bait. That's the bait. Like, hey, you oh. know a little meth? Trust me, I got some meth. I'm Man. trustworthy. So he meth he got them all methed up. He's meth roofing people. Yeah, and 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 then he would take them back to the shelter and then say, "If you tell anybody, I'll kill you." And these poor people who may or may not have mental who issues. Who am I gonna tell? Yeah. Well, one guy finally came forward and was like, "Yeah," and he went and got checked out. And in the article, <laughs> in the article on in the newspaper, oh no, they <laughs> they said he had anal trauma. Oh no, <laughs> that's. Oh, I can't believe. I mean, I could see them like maybe sugarcoating that term a little bit, saying no. there were signs of rapings. No, no the bum was ass raped. The that's just a- anal trauma. The hobo got butt railed. That's, that's thanks, guys. Thanks uh, for outing uh, me. All right, let's hear about the. Let's hear about Jake the Peg, homeless man Carl Ewins. Oh, that was guy that... butt raped by force. <laughs> what? Why are you putting my name in? <laughs> Occupant of the corner. When I told you my name, I didn't know you were going to put it in the paper and then put Off the record. immediately after <laughs> anal trauma. Off the record, I said. Oh, my God. Why? Anal trauma. Anyway. All right. Uh, yeah. Jake, who'd have thought Jake the Peg would be uh, suspected under Operation U-Tree? Uh, so, anyway, here's the thing. They got reports that said... Um, this Operation U-Tree is looking at 1,400 persons, and uh, 261 were of high profile. So what had happened was, um, this is the straight-up Cliff Notes version. I'm going to gloss over a lot. But there was a British DJ and TV personality named Jimmy Seville. He died. There was a special report that came out after he died with allegations. I don't know if that sounds anything close to what's happened recently in the media. But other people were also like, Oh, he wasn't that great. He sexually assaulted me. And then other people, it just sort of steamrolled. And then they gathered all those files. The British police were like, that's a lot of the people saying the same thing over and over again about this guy and this guy and this guy and these people. And so they started building a list of historically accused sex offenders. And that's the Operation U-Tree sets in motion uh, an investigation. And Rolf makes the list. So he's he's being investigated as a as a criminal. Yes. Not as a not as a. a, a no, he is one of the fourteen hundred criminals. Well, he's one of the two hundred and sixty one high profile criminals is, in is Operation like U Tree. Like that, a se- a sex ring. I it wasn't really a was it a, a kitty sex ring? But it wasn't really a kitty sex ring. It was more like all of these guys are they're creepers, and everyone's like, yeah, they're creepers. Let's look into it. What were they doing? Was so, this like? They're just I mean oh, Hollywood a- stuff where you hey you want the part yeah allegations take your, take stuff, your boobs out allegations or, and stuff now, most of it was child stuff oh, like, okay. most of it was like you know how much I love that thanks Brian <laughs> that, that's why that's, I, yeah, I picked can, a guy you never heard of Ben that's why I did this one well, this I don't way, even okay? like talking about it but, well yeah. I, I skipped the big forms where it's like what were the allegations if you want to know I can tell you dude this guy in Texas beat the fuck out this other guy yep. and killed him yeah oh that guy did die didn't he, he killed him he, that guy they, died in custody right. Well, I no, the, no, no, no. Some, so oh, some, we heard some two different things. Some okay. little, um, like young girl. I'm talking like before ten. I'm, you know, like a five year old. Oh, got like sexually done with with some dude. Right. Well, the little girl's father finds out about it. Killed the guy. Beat him up. Beat him until he was dead. Wow. So the, the the father goes to the you know gets arrested. Whatever goes to the the judge and the jury and they're like, nope, you're fine. 
Those are the stories I want to hear. That's Those are the, the stories wow. I want to hear. I mean, I don't want to hear about the poor little girl that got, no. you know, but that's, that's Texas justice. That crime of passion law. Like, uh, nope, crime of passion. Seems reasonable. No, yeah, no. No. I thought you it happens gonna... again. Continue. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I thought you were going to tell me this story. This 19-year-old man, I guess, um, comes home and he sees this 15-year-old kid <clears throat> with, like, his five-year-old brother's dick in his mouth and he beat the fuck out of the 15 year old he's like what the fuck are you doing and uh i'm i'm blurring some facts but because the guy's 19 he's being charged with like assault of a minor and all this stuff and so it's just like what the hell no man? that was and my, he no. videotaped him kicking his ass too <laughs> like he instagrammed it while he was doing it it's like that's what you fucking <laughs> the get. world the world today so anyway uh, yeah that's wow that terrible stuff so november 24th 2000 uh, let me just I'll just put it up there. Rolf is going to get some child porn images that he's going to get uh, sort of credited with. And then uh, the nicest way I can sum it up is Rolf was kind of a fan of the reach around, reach under kind of maneuver when people would come in to hug him and stuff or when people would go for <laughs> autographs. He would either go down the front and up and then or around the back and, and up and under. So Rolf's property is searched. Uh, November 29th, Rolf is interviewed. March 28, 2013, Rolf is arrested and quizzed. What's, <laughs> that the, key, must, <laughs> what's the capital of Wyoming? Uh, okay, Casper? Uh, is it Casper? No, I don't think so. Uh, he's quizzed, but uh, I guess he did all right because the police, he didn't charge him. So May 2nd, the British cops are now interviewing Australian witnesses that have come forward. So they're taking this international now. August 5th, uh, Rolf is rearrested. And uh, he's bailed out on further allegations of historic sexual abuse. So, I mean, they're just charges are flying at him. August 29th, Rolf is charged with nine counts of indecently assaulting uh, two girls aged 14 and 15 in the 1980s. And four counts of making indecent photos of a child. Yeah, that's a bad, that's a bad rabbit hole to go down well i mean just some people thought like he's a celebrity and people were piling on and other people I understand were like that. yeah but we got to protect the kids that actually were assaulted it's a hard so. it's a hard it's a hard thing to navigate i mean there's a lot of that going on right now in today's society i'm going to bring the, the joe biden stuff right and he's got all these pictures that are just snapshots of time of him looking very creepy right but the guy's been in the in the public eye for a billion years because he's like a billion years old yes and and it was different in the 70s when you would there were more affectionate ways to show your say hello at different times in our history our, our brief history you know short history oh yeah yeah recent history and right. today you don't just go up and give another coworker a big huge hug no. when there's a bunch of cameras around you give them a nice business like handshake you know hand on the top hand on the bottom hand you know, sandwich hand the hand sandwich <laughs> and and you don't it and and Joe Biden's getting drugged through it he may be a creeper i don't know but i also think he's just like that weird creepy uncle who would like give you a hug and he wasn't a bad dude and i didn't want the hug but you're like all right this guy wants a hug there's even some families that like the the dads will kiss on the lips i don't uh, like to kiss on the lips don't kiss on the but lips. it's not a sex it's just the, what they like my grandmother is a kiss oh. on the lips person what's well, a grandmother i think i it's, know it's but i don't want to get it on the lips no no do the lean to the cheek, cheek. just a quick turn i don't even like hugging people <laughs> Jeez. i don't well we're hey. as close right now together as i ever want to be like physically this is about our distance. This is it. This is a good distance. Is a Any good, closer? Good ice fishing shanty distance. Yeah, this is, is good. All, that's, that's it. So, anyway. Okay. Well, let's... Uh, well, I, what ha- what what do, you, what do you finally get run up on? Uh, he uh, Prosecutors say Rolf has faced three more uh, indecent assault charges involving two new allegations. Victims, one age, seven or eight, back in 1968. And then May 6, 2014, the trial begins at Southwark Crown Court. I believe that's in England. I hope. And, and I'm, I'm all for the, the, the Me Too's. But everyone, if if the shit happens to you, I know we don't probably have a lot of five year olds listening to our podcast. Not but if if, if something happens, get it out there. Get it on paper. Put say it, something. Say something. See something. Now, say don't something. say something in twenty years. No. I mean, I guess if something happened twenty years ago, well, say something, say something, now. something now. Say something don't now. wait until they're popular or everybody else is piling on. June thirtieth, Rolf is convicted of twelve indecent assaults. He gets five years and nine months. 
Oh, oh, he got, he got. That's the, that was the maximum they could give him. They put him in the Hooskow. According to the legislation at the time, that's what he got. So. How, how, about how, what, how old? Was he? he was born in thirty. So. Oh God, he was like in his eighties, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and that's how he got the name Willy Wonka because he came, went in there giving out uh, chocolate bars to all the other inmates to try and win favoritism and stuff, and he would draw them like little pictures and stuff, and then. That sort of started fights, and He's so an they eighty-year-old. What are they gonna do to him? Hey, I mean, how much Willy street... Wonka, give me some chocolate. How much street cred are you gonna get beating up your grandpa? Can you tell what it is yet? What? No, I just imagine oh. people <laughs> say that to him in prison. <laughs> hey, Ralph, can you tell what it is yet? Is it hard? Oh, Lord. Is it long? I, I could not stop laughing when I when I saw that was his catchphrase. I'm like, oh no! <laughs> can you? T- can hey, boy, can you tell what it is yet? He's British prison. You tell what is it? That's my that's my Mr. T. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> that's hey boy, that's that's very 1986 of you. So uh, February 5th, Rolf gets interviewed in jail over more allegations. He's in prison. He's getting talked to. Yep. So February 12th, 2016, Rolf will uh, face further seven indecency charges. December 15th, due to the age and poor health of Rolf, he attends his trial by video link from Stafford Prison. Hmm. I, that's good. I, I, I'm all for the video link. I, we can put, if it's funny, we can put it on YouTube. Rolf's second trial begins on those seven new charges. Rolf is found not guilty of three groping charges, but the jury failed to reach the mandatory on the four other counts. So prosecutors said they're not going to pursue another retrial. They're just like, look, man, he's super old and sickly. It's not going to be that big of a deal. <laughs> we're, we're not going to send him. We can't. There's only so much time this guy's got to spend yeah, right. in jail. So... So. All right, we're down to the last couple of cards. We're we're, 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 we're at, where are we at with this dude? May 17th, Rolf is released from prison. I'm sorry, May 2017, Rolf is released from prison. Okay. So 1930 to 2017, let's do our math. There's 70, 87 years old. So he must have went in at about 82. It, no, thir- 70. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, okay. He is rarely seen in public. He was spotted outside of a grade school, smiling and waving at kids. Oh, that's bad. You can't do it. You're not supposed to do that. Teachers made him leave and escorted him from the property. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> and uh, I, I will end with the quote like we do. Quote from Ralt Harris. Can you tell what it is yet? <laughs> this poor, this guy sounds, I mean, I was waiting for it the entire show. Yeah. He sounded so boring. Yeah, that was kind of the point was like this whole time. But, I mean, he's got charges starting from like 68, oh, 86, good. Who can resist a good kitty porn podcast? <laughs> no, I don't know. This Not guy. I was trying for, man. I just needed an Australian guy. I, I don't think that it, it, it may be just a sign of the times that so many of these guys are coming around today. The, the, this has happened tons today. So, I mean, it's kind of an interesting story in today's yeah. atmosphere. I, I was alluding to the Michael Jackson stuff where he's dead and then all of a sudden right. the Neverland stuff comes out and Corey Feldman's like, hey, he's not a bad guy. Well, okay, I'm not going to say he was not He was nice to me, you know, well, like all this stuff. Well, yeah, so. can't rape the willing, Corey. Um, no, the, the yeah, the Michael Jackson thing, that was a joke. I'm, you know, okay, so that movie just came out here recently? I have not seen it, I will admit. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I don't need to see it. He's a he's a pedophile. He was a dude that liked to diddle little kids. That's what it kind of That's seems That's not like. a... We know that. We knew that. Yeah. And we still celebrate the man until a movie comes out to remind us that he's a kid diddler. Well... And we'll hate him for a good month. We'll hate this dude for a month. Don't listen to it. And then we'll all be back on it, like, watching Michael Jackson do the moonwalk. I mean... There is old... a trend right now of looking back. Like, my wife and I are, are, we've gone through all of the mildly entertaining things, I think, on, like, Hulu and Netflix. And so we're on to reruns of Friends. And you're watching this stuff. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> They're, like, mocking Monica constantly for just being, like, fat in high school. They're like, oh, no, yeah. you don't understand. She was an asshole because she was, like, a big girl in high school. And everybody's like, jeez, man. That's. Yeah. Okay. Fat shaming. And that was fine in the in the, in the the Friends early 90s era. Right. So it's it's when you look back and judge with the current perspective. It's hard to do, man. And yeah. I don't know that it's – I don't want to give people excuses, but it's not necessarily <clears throat> fair. You don't – I don't want to say fair. Fair is not the right not word. There's not a stat- but. statute of, of limitations for some of the things you've done in your past. But I think you need to be judged by your peers, and that is the peers of your day. And yeah, that there day you go. There you go. Was the peers of your day. 40, 30 years ago. That, yeah, wrong, it's wrong. That's I for mean, darn it, sure. But, and there are things right. that we're doing today that are way more wrong than that were done back then. Correct. And vice versa. There's things there you that go. you could not do back then that you can do today. Like wear a hat in church. I don't know, something like that. You know, yeah. like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did that. 
Yeah. Or, you know, you know, so this, but diddling kids has always been wrong. That's wrong. It'll That's always, always be wrong. wrong and yeah. It'll stay to be wrong. So yeah, we're going to keep that rule. We've gotten this far. Uh, we do have uh, some feedback. If you want to hear some feedback, I know you like the feedback. Yeah, it, it makes, it gives me goosebumps. We got what a speak that pipe. Noise? That was feedback. Oh, we got a speak pipe. We got speak a speak pipe. pipe. All right. We're going to let you listen to our speak pipe. This comes from a guy named Stanley, and I'll tell you more about him after Stanley. Speak pipe. No, Stanley. Don't make no. Oh. no don't make fun of the speak pipe people, Ben. No, no. I thought you meant like Stan Lee. Stan Lee has contacted us from beyond the grave to leave us a speak pipe. <laughs> awesome. That'd be awesome. No, this is a guy named Stanley. Hey, this is Stanley. I love y'all's podcast. Uh, I just think it's pretty funny. Um, I actually own Dad and the Boondocks. We're pretty new. Me and my son, we do a true crime podcast mostly talking about stuff that happens back in the sticks. We live way back in the boondocks of South Carolina. South Carolina. Little tiny town. Population less than 500. I was going to mention y'all on my show. I was wondering if y'all would mention me on you all show. Uh, keep up the good work. Like I said, love your podcast. All right. Thank you, Stanley. Hey, Thank you, Stanley. What, did, did we find out what his podcast we is? We did. His podcast is called Bad in the Boondocks. And he and his son talk about true crime that happens, like he said, way out in the sticks. The one episode I came in on, they were comparing uh, bad women. They were like, oh, okay. Like, he, he'll get a story, and he'll tell his son, and then his son will tell a story. Like, he was telling a story about this woman back in the sticks where she, like, killed some people. And then his son came back, and he goes, okay, well, this one lady was watching her kids. She got all, like, drugged up on something and then just started biting and eating the toes off her baby. And then oh. uh, he killed her baby. <laughs> and you're like, what the? F-? And so, yeah, they go back and they're like, that's terrible. Oh, my God. Like, in his, I mean, obviously, I love Stanley's voice. That's the greatest accent. Well, that's, hold on. That's so I, I listen to that. So Bad in the Boondocks, guys. Bad in the Boondocks. Bad in the B-A-D in the Bad in the Boondocks. They got, like, a little trailer graphic is their thing. They're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of it. They got it everywhere. You get podcasts. But Bad in the Boondocks, check them out. If you like crazy true crime from, like, back in the sticks, man, as told by those who, who live there. I want to go. I want to go down there and, and if i go down to the carolinas i want to go hook, i'm gonna at stanley hey you ever go pig hunting down there oh just question dude i want to go pig hunting just question sure we'll we'll go we'll go snatch some pigs and barbecue them been dying to do that we'll co-host some podcasts and since we said that it's time to get the heck out of here it's another every other wednesday i guess and so we'll be back the other wednesday after that with another podcast about some crazy people who had some music, and you're like, what did, what did they do wrong, we, Brian? We you're just building not, it up. We will not be on next Wednesday, though, right? You're just building it We're up. We're never on next Wednesday. Never next Wednesday. It's the one after the that. The one after next the one Wednesday. After that. All right, so we'll see you the Wednesday after nights. In a fortnight. I'll see you in a, a fortnight. fortnight. A fortnight of Wednesdays. <laughs> no, that's a lot more Wednesdays. Is it that a video game? I don't know. I don't, I've never heard of video games. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to do the Fortnite dance right now. He is. You got to floss. No, that's not. It, uh, is that a Fortnite dance Fly, now? And then you got to do the thing. The Carlton. Carlton that's not let the Carlton. That's a no. Carlton one. let him keep that. They they sued, but now they they let him do it's, it. Can you trademark but, a dance? That's a whole other podcast, guys. And uh, let us know what you think. Like the song says, "Never trust a big butt and a smile." I still don't know what that means. achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? 
would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.